Hey mama, welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. I'm your host Beatrice Vargas and this week we're talking about what happens when you are interested in personal growth but your husband is not. Mm, juicy question. I've had this question come up several times over the past couple of weeks either through uh, Facebook groups Instagram or people just kind of asking me uh, the funniest question was well what happens when I want to tell him about himself which is what we say in a hood when we're feeling like we need to correct him we need to we need to let him know that he's not doing good enough in a certain area and so this has come up in a couple of different variations. In some ways, it was what happens when I'm a believer and my husband is not. What happens when I want to improve myself, either, you know, my, my personal development, reading, learning, etc. And my husband is only wanting to play video games and sit on the couch. Um, down to, I feel like I'm doing all the work in the house and my husband is, is not. So there we go this week. What happens when I'm concerned about my personal growth, but my husband is not. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at The Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right. So I loved this question because I felt like it's so true. Haven't we all felt this at one point or another? I think as women, we are always looking to do something. Maybe I'm just that kind of woman. Maybe you're not. But I am definitely more of a a doer. I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. I, you know, comes from the way I was raised, I guess. I don't know. I have a hard time resting and relaxing and basically doing nothing. I, the thought of me just laying on the couch or, or in the bed and, and watching TV or, or doing something that is quote unquote unproductive is is extremely foreign it's just not something you could ever really find me doing that doesn't make me any better or worse of a person however it just is 
one of the facets of my personality that make me who I am, but it is also something that I realize I'm working on. And I think because of that, I attract a lot of women who are similar. Because of that, I have heard a lot of the same thing from from other women. And so I felt it was so important to address. Because when you're that kind of woman, we have a tendency to be like Martha. Now, I don't know if you remember the story of Martha and Mary, but Martha was the one who was doing all the things. She was distracted by the dinner that she was preparing and her sister Mary was not helping. She was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So sometimes I really have to meditate on that verse because in my hurry, in my desire to be productive, busy, etc., I look down on someone else who might be taking time to rest. So I say that to you guys because sometimes there's nothing wrong with our husbands taking some time to rest. There's nothing wrong with him laying down and relaxing, whether that's watching TV or maybe it's playing video games. I don't know. However it is, your husband relaxes. Mine happens to be a TV guy. Other guys are video game guys. Other guys might be sitting down reading a book. I don't know. But the point is not to get so upset with them because they are finding value in taking time to rest and have fun. Now, I know you guys pretty well by now, so I am sure some of you are saying, B, if he was sitting down at the feet of Jesus, I would not have a problem with it. But it's the fact that he's sitting down for so long, for so many hours all day, doing something ridiculous, like watching TV or scrolling through his phone on Instagram or Facebook or, or like I said, playing video games. I get it. I know. I'm getting there. I just wanted to make the point that sometimes it is worth watching our husbands and taking a page out of their book in terms of learning to rest a little bit. So if we were sitting on a call and I was coaching you in this area, I would start asking you some questions at this point because quite frankly, you're the expert of your own life, not me. You know your husband better than I do. You know all the backstory and certainly that's not something that we get into completely in a coaching call unless you want to get into it. So what I would ask is this, how does your husband's lack of performance in this area make you feel? And why do you think it makes you feel that way? Does it make you feel anger or resentment or just plain annoyance? What is it exactly that it makes you feel? Not what it makes you feel about him, but what it makes you feel personally and why do you think that is? My next question would be, what could you do about those feelings? So I know some of you might think, well, I can tell him about his actions and that will change his actions or I want him to change his actions so that I won't feel this way. And we already know we can't change his actions. 
What we can change, however, is how we feel about those actions. But first, we would need to identify what is it that this makes me feel and why it makes me feel that way. Okay, so next I would ask you, are you using statements like always and never? One of the complaints I hear most often, he's always on the couch playing video games, scrolling on his phone. He never helps me with the children. Notice how it's always and never. Now those just aren't true. We wouldn't want our husbands to say to us, oh, you always or you never do this or that. So we have to make sure at the same time that we're not using those statements for him. Is he really always like every single day, all day, all the time? Really? I don't think so. So don't use those words to describe him because what happens is it puts him on the defensive. And speaking of putting our husbands on the defensive. And this goes back to the idea of how do I tell him about himself? How do I let him know that he's not doing this or that right? How do we think our husbands are going to react if we tell him, hey, can you get up and do something? Can you get up and maybe instead of sitting there, like read a book, feed your mind, turn off the TV, turn off the video games, How do you think he would feel if we tell him that? If you have told him that, raise your hand. I know some of you have. And I know you have because we've talked about it or you've told me or I've, you know, read in comments somewhere. So isn't, this isn't something I'm making up. This is actually something that we do. So if, if you have told him that, how did it go over? How did that work out for you? Did that, did he close up? Did he clam up? Did he, you know, really have a good reaction to that? Or was it, did he shut down? Did he get upset? Did it cause an argument? Because quite frankly, that sort of approach is emasculating to him. You're basically telling him you're useless. You come home, you know, you you come home from work and you sit down and you do nothing. You don't help me around the house. You don't, you don't wash the dish, clean the laundry, basically do anything. Or another example I've heard is a woman who actually is the breadwinner at home. Husband stays home with the children and she comes home from work tired, understandably so. But she's upset with her husband for not helping her with the kids when she gets home. Again, understandably so. You've been working all day and are tired and want a break. But at the same time, I know all the stay-at-home moms on the listening are like, what? (laughs) Because all the stay-at-home moms can attest to the fact that being home with the kids all day is work and you're tired. And when your spouse gets home, whether it be your husband or your wife, you want a break too. And you want to hand them off too. And you want to be able to relax. And sometimes you're going to go ahead and, and take your time to do that. So So it's important to recognize that our husbands are no different in that area. They're also going to want to break sometime. Okay, so enough about these husbands who help around the house and want to break, right? Because that's not really what you're here for, is it? We talked about we want to identify 
what is it uh, or why is it that their lack of inaction upsets us? And then the second question we're asking ourselves is, am I using always never type statements, statements that really don't give any room for the fact that he does do things sometimes. He just likes to take a break. The last thing I want to touch on is the fact that another major thing we see or another major theme I see is wanting husbands to step up in leadership. I want him to lead my home. I want him to 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 make decisions around the house. I'm tired. I work all day and I am sometimes just want him to to step up in those areas. Well, as strong women, we oftentimes don't let them we oftentimes want to take it all on ourselves. I know I do this and I would say uh, 90% of the women that I've spoken to in the past week have also said the same thing, that they are the type of women, woman who they just they'll get it on themselves. Forget it. They, they won't even wait for him. And so then what I would like to ask you is, are you giving him opportunities for him to step up, not giving him a to-do list, babe, can you do this or do that? But rather giving him him an opportunity to take the lead on a project that you might've taken the lead on before. That will start to affirm his manhood a little bit versus emasculating him and saying, oh, you never, you don't lead. You don't ever do anything. You know, you don't ever do these things. It's just a different approach. We are looking to change our approach in how we talk to them because men hear things differently. They have fragile egos, ladies. We know this. And so we need to be careful with their fragile egos in the same way that we have fragile hearts and they need to be careful in the way that they talk to us because a harsh word from them can quickly break our heart. How do you think a harsh word from us will make them feel? My last point, and this goes back to the always and never question, is that do we have a problem because our husbands are not interested in the same things that we are or because they're not interested in anything? There are many men who are interested in their own thing, just doesn't happen to be the same thing that we're interested in. I like to read and I like personal development. My husband couldn't care less, but he's very much into politics. And so in that way, we balance each other. The reason why I ask is because in the personal development space, there is a lot of deception. And you will hear in a lot of the self-help books and all this other stuff that we like to read and they, they help us be better people. And, you know, we're, we're going to give ourselves affirmations and all these things that sound really great. And on some level or on the surface, they, they are. But within a lot of that, there is deception. And so I'm happy, actually, that my husband has not gotten into that, any of that sort of thing because he's able to point out to me the deception. If he sees something where he's like, that doesn't even sound right or whatever, he's able to point it out because he's not sitting and listening to and um, listening to all these messages from self-help gurus. So really in that area is to ask yourself, is there a balance of what he's doing? Is it just that he's into something else that I am not interested in? And then can I find any value in the fact that maybe what he's looking at is a compliment to what I have versus being upset with him for 
not being interested in the same things that I am. So does any of this resonate with you? Does it make sense? Do you have questions? Talk to me. One of the best ways to do that is go ahead and join the Facebook community and you can um, just respond to today's post. I've gone ahead and posted this message or a link to this blog post, this message up there, and you can respond to it and we can kind of discuss as a community because maybe I'm missing something. I don't claim to have all the answers. I might be missing something, but let me know about it. Let's talk about it. So go ahead and jump in that post and uh, let's let's dialogue a little bit. I think really that is the, the best way to learn from one another. Another thing I wanted to ask you is, are you in a space where you feel like this? Are you in a space where you are frustrated, you're angry, you feel like your husband is a roommate rather than a soulmate. You feel like you guys are just not connected. And maybe it's because you're feeling anger or resentment over something. Maybe it's because you guys don't talk or communicate the way that you used to. It could be a whole host of things, but you just aren't really quite feeling it. And what you're looking for is an accountability partner, somebody to walk through this with you, somebody who is not going to judge you or him or be quick to be like, oh no, he didn't, or you should leave him or what have you. Well, that's what I do. I do that on a one-on-one basis. I offer one-on-one sessions. There is a link to that in the show notes if you are interested. We are coming towards the end of the month. So for September, I have three spots left. I have a bunch of the other spots already booked up on the calendar. So I have three spots left. And if you are interested in that one-on-one session where we would talk about how this or any other topic I've talked about or any other thing that you've heard applies to your specific situation, because like I mentioned before, you are the expert in your own life. And sometimes you just need to get it out. You just need to think about it in a safe space and have somebody ask you directive questions that might help you to formulate things that will help move your marriage forward and really have you guys feeling connected. I would love to do that with you. If not, you're more than welcome to just keep listening to podcast episodes. Now, here is the actual last thing. And this is that I touched on it in the beginning and I was going to touch on it in this episode, but I realized that this is a full episode all on its own. And that is, I'm a believer and my husband is not. What do I do? How do I allow him to be the leader of my home when he is not following God? I have experience in that area. Uh, just there's so much that we could talk about in that area. So I'm actually saving that for the next episode. And I will invite you to subscribe and subscribe to the email list, do all the things, the the Facebook group, that way you can know when it comes out. Uh, but we will be discussing that in the next episode. So if that is what you were feeling, I did not forget you. I am not leaving you out. But this was enough content, I think, just in one sitting for us to sit and digest. Uh, There was a lot of questions that I asked you. I'll go over the questions again. 
And that was, how does your husband's inaction make you feel and why? Not how does it make you feel about him, but how does it make you feel? Why do you think it makes you feel that way? Two, it was, are we using always and nevers? You always do this, you never do that. The other point of reflection is how are we approaching the subject if we are speaking to him about it? Have we kind of messed up and maybe have said something that might have offended him or hurt his feelings and now maybe he's shut down and not open to the idea because we've been harping on it for so long, almost to the point of nagging? We've all done that, haven't we? And then lastly, it was, do we, is there a balance? Is he actually interested in something it just happens to not be the same thing that we're interested in and sorry not lastly (laughs) this was the last thing uh do we recognize that because he's maybe not interested in the same thing is is there a harmony in that where he's balancing us out and this goes back to the martha mary conversation where i talked about in the beginning where maybe we we're too hurried and rushed and he is not as hurried and rushed and is there a beautiful balance in that that god may have orchestrated that is supposed to be there and we just have a problem with it because it goes against who our nature is as busy strong-willed amazing women right that's all i have for you this week ladies thank you so much for joining me And again, as always, if this brought you any value whatsoever, please go ahead and write a written review um, because that really helps the show get found by other people. It's amazing. The show has uh, been found in, I can't even remember how many countries across the world, how many states across the U.S. I'm over here, me, my little self based in New York City. And all these people all over the world have been listening to the show. And that's really amazing. But the only way that happens is if you review and share it. That's how you get the word out. That's how other people find out. So as a thank you, that would be the best thank you you can give me is to go ahead and write a review, share the show, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or just by copying a link and send it sending it to a friend you think might want to hear it that would be really helpful love you guys and until next week hey love thank you for listening to today's show if you found any value in today's episode it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today this is really the best way you can thank me it helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.